0: Welcome to the Operate Intelligently podcast, the podcast for all things operations. We have another great episode for you on Geographic Information System Data, or GIS for short. Joining me today from the Dude Solutions product and GIS teams are Chuck Wright, Senior Product Manager, and Anna Ross, Senior Solutions Specialist. Welcome to the podcast. Hey, thanks for having us. So tell me a little bit about yourself and what you do for the Dude. Anna, let's start with you.
1: Okay. So I am a Senior Solutions Specialist. I mainly implement our Connect GIS clients, um, as well as kind of help out the whole dude team with any GIS questions, as well as um, helping to support LST uh, with anything GIS that comes through.
2: And Chuck? Hey, so I'm on our product management team. Uh, so specifically, I work with our products and GIS in particular to bring those in so we can leverage uh, the power of GIS
0: in the solutions that the dude provides to our clients. Great. Anna, I'm going to start with you. Could you tell us a little bit about what GIS is and um, how people use it?
1: Yeah. So GIS is basically geographically referenced data and it will describe both the locations and characteristics of spatial features. So to bring that back down, a good example is Google Maps. So when you're looking at a Google Map, you're seeing a couple different pieces of information at once. You might be seeing the street layer, Um, you might be seeing restaurants or hotels, you're seeing all kinds of different information put together on one map. So you can see all the spatial relations and how everything interacts with each other.
0: And Chuck, so why is this important to like operations management? Like, what benefit do people get from GIS data?
2: So thanks, Brian. Yeah, in operations, uh, there's a ton of benefit. But let's just talk about some some of the real top things that are kind of low hanging fruit out there for people to take advantage of. So the first one is really having a reference base of where things are in the organization Uh, especially true for anybody that has any assets that are spread out over a large facility uh, perhaps over an entire county or you know even you know in large agricultural operations knowing where those things are uh, a lot of times is locked up in people's heads so um, you know if somebody's out uh, sick one day somebody retires uh, where's that information where are those assets uh, one really funny story that I've got there is a town and they were you know had a water leak and they were searching and searching and searching for water valve to turn that off so they could stop the leak, get it repaired, and they start tracing it back and they just can't find this water valve. So, you know, it turns out um, after, you know, an hour of searching, a homeowner uh, had decided that where that valve was located uh, wasn't very attractive and had built up uh, a flower bed and pots and other things around that uh, and obscured it. So it's really tough for them to Mm -hmm. find, whereas if they had a GIS system combined with some modern technology like the GPS on your smartphone or tablet, Mm -hmm. they would have been able to walk Right there, and say, I know it's there. I know there's a flower bed, but I've got confidence in this data uh, that I can you know, literally dig in and, and find that uh, to get everything repaired. So it can be a real big time saver. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing that again is really significant there is the ability to prioritize and organize your work. You know, a great example there is maybe somebody that that works in a, a permitting office. You know, if I take a very strict first-in, first-out approach for requests from, say, citizens to go do a permitting inspection. Mm-hmm. Um, I might be on the east side of town and then drive to the west side of town and then back to the east side of town, and I spend so much time traveling versus actually getting that work done. Whereas if I have that you know, in a GIS system where I can see spatially where it is, rather than um, just planning my day out based on you know, one, two, three, I can group those things so I'm in the same neighborhood, mm-hmm. um, I can just get more done faster by by spending less
0: time traveling and, and more time you know, actually executing on my job. I mean much like the way people are using Google Maps where if you if you are you can add stops and, and kind of especially if it's in the middle of the day, there's a lot of traffic, you can figure the best, fastest routes around. So yeah, I think that's a great example because the mobile technology does give us the ability to kind of zone in right on the spot where things are. Yep,
2: absolutely. And another benefit that people don't think about a lot but I think is very important is the ability to, um, you know, add additional protections for your workers. Uh, so, you know, with the GIS system, being able to know where people are at, where they're working, um, you know, allows them protections, you know, for just general safety so if a person's out by themselves working in a remote location mm-hmm. um, something happens you know, we've got we know where they are at that time also from more of a legal protection standpoint if I can tell another quick story sure yeah yeah mm-hmm. uh, you know we had uh, a client call us up and, and say hey I'm really really glad I had this uh, because you know we had someone that called in and said that um, you know, we damaged their mailbox basically destroyed that and they wanted the city to come back and replace that at our cost etc and basically blamed on one of the sanitation vehicles and because we had uh, geographic information on where that was had real quick and easy data to pull up and say you know heck was it us if so let's do the right thing let's fix it or in this particular case you know we know where all of our vehicles were nobody was on your street you know
0: at the time that this happened so it wasn't us and we had that kind of protection for ourselves and our employees. You giving that example reminded me also of where I've actually seen it in my personal life. My children ride the school bus, and now I believe there's there's tracking devices on the buses because they get a text alert when the bus is coming. So, and and as well as if the bus is late. And I'm assuming as well the school board's also being able to use that data to calculate you know average time it takes to, to get the kids to school and back. It can tie even I'm sure into like energy consumption on the buses, yeah. uh, fleet management, and other types of. Uh, data needs.
2: Yep, absolutely. And, and what's really great about that is not just a benefit, in that case, back to a school board, but back to the students and the parents. Because, again, how many of us had to you know, wait for a school bus standing out in the rain mm-hmm. or the snow or inclement yeah. weather, uh, where you know perhaps if we had a text alert knowing the school bus is going to be there at our stop in about five mm-hmm. minutes, we could easily wait in a dry, warm, safe environment till it's time to go out.
0: As well as uh, rush the kids out if they're dawdling too much. I have to do that sometimes with mine. So what types of organizations benefit the most from using GIS data?
1: Yeah, so I think any organization can benefit from the use of GIS. Anywhere from healthcare, education, manufacturing, pretty much everyone. Even banking and maybe organizations you might not think of off the top of your head are using GIS now. To help their organizations
2: yeah absolutely so uh, some great examples as we would talking a little bit about government mm-hmm. uh, education farming is a huge one GIS is used in precision agriculture mm-hmm. there are some crops that uh, have very specific pesticides or other um, treatments on the plants that they use that can be you know thousands of dollars to apply and by using precision GIS and GPS on tractors and farm equipment they can ensure that they have have exactly the right application and where that is, Um, so that's another great example. Any kind of utilities, uh, Mm -hmm. pipelining Mm -hmm. is also another big one, so any oil and gas industry Mm -hmm. is very large. Another one, uh, I don't think people may relate to GIS, but... um, is pretty critical is in meteorology. Mm -hmm. So think, for example, of, you know, you're watching the weatherman on TV and that map and all of that data. Well, that's GIS as well. Um, And that data is used for a lot of different purposes. Uh, So think about the insurance or reinsurance industry where they can look at who they insure and geographically, it makes a very big difference if a storm comes in and my entire portfolio that I'm insuring is in a very tight cluster or if it's spread out. If it's in a tight cluster, a major hurricane comes in, then you know 100% of the people I insure may be impacted. Whereas if I have that spread out geographically, I'm able to reduce my risk, provide overall better service by knowing that it's, it's very unlikely for a large percentage of those ensure to be impacted all at the same time so mm-hmm. very easily to see those patterns in a map form mm-hmm. or GIS not so easy to see it in a more
0: standard tabular Excel spreadsheet mm-hmm. data mm-hmm. view yeah yeah well and that reminds me also of um, you know IBM buying the weather channel and tying it in with Watson because it's feeding it constant real time GIS data uh, and I actually saw a demo because it was interesting it was more say on the procurement and uh, facility management side of that. But they were saying, you know, the scenario could be like you've got uh, manufacturing facilities on the Pacific coast and a typhoon might be coming up or even on the east coast and a hurricane and where they were using AI to start telling, okay, maybe it's time to shift operations to close this plant down, shift operations, you know, keeping their manufacturing lines or keeping their production lines going but still dealing with a potential imminent weather threat.
2: Right, right. Uh, great example, Brian. And, and another one um, I know, Anna, you're as well very familiar with is the ability to find additional patterns in data that you can't find otherwise. And so a great example of that, if we think of somebody who, who is running a water, wastewater uh, system, certain pipes might have additional failures or, or need additional maintenance And when you just look at it, why is that? Well, we don't know. Anna, one of the reasons we would look for that would be?
1: Yeah, so there might be different types of layers that can play into that. So you've got type of soil, operational data, road work so on and so
2: forth that can play into that okay so having a different soil types like clay versus sandy might impact settling for those pipes exactly um somebody's got some heavy equipment out for the roads yep. um you know maybe that has damaged a pipe underground yep. without somebody's knowledge those kind of things
0: you We all have
1: all that information in one
0: place so then yeah you kind of go and look at you know do you see those patterns have they happened at a frequency <laughs> maybe that's out of uh, the regular, normal operations and such. Okay, yeah, absolutely. We've got an exciting programming announcement for our listeners. There's another Brian at the do that we be joining the podcasting family. I want to welcome Brian Andrako to come in and tell us a little bit about his new programming.
2: Thanks, Brian. Got some uh, really exciting news. So we're actually launching a new series called the GovGab Radio Podcast, um, where we'll be talking to civic leaders around the country, small population, the very large cities, a lot of mayors and city managers, just folks that are really out there trying to improve
0: their communities, um, looking at challenges that may be coming up and, and how do they actually solve those. So some really neat stuff and excited to share that with everyone. Sounds great. How can people tune in to GovGab Radio?
2: Yeah, so actually it'll be slotted underneath the Operate Intelligently podcast um, every other week. Uh, so every two weeks uh, you'll see it as a series for GupGap Radio. So definitely uh, encourage everyone to check it out, I think there'll be some great takeaways from it.
0: Sounds awesome. Looking forward to it. Thanks, Brian. So how does somebody get started with GIS in general? I'm assuming like a lot of times people probably have data and it's just like how, do, how would they leverage that data?
1: Yeah, so if they've already got existing data that they've been maybe building up over several years or that someone created maybe 10 years ago when they're ready to pick back up, um, the best thing for them is going to be to just go ahead and just dive into that data. Um, if they need help kind of getting to that point and getting started, there are so many resources online uh, for GIS. You can actually just type into Google, how to get started with GIS, and tons of YouTube videos will come up, websites, all kinds of resources. So getting started that way is an option. There's always the ESRI route as well. They've got tons of resources on their website.
0: Yeah, could you tell me, yeah, who's Esri in?
1: Yeah, we are Esri Partners, and Esri has a GIS platform. Arc desktop is one of them that our clients can purchase, and it is a way to manage, edit, store your GIS data. So tons of resources online of how to use that Mm -hmm. software.
2: add to that also um, it's really important just to figure out you know what's the outcome you're looking for from Mm, it Um, so I've seen people that uh, hear about GIS they get really excited about GIS they might spend a lot of money getting GIS going a a program system uh, a consultant in and then great I've got some data um, Mm -hmm. and and they're not necessarily getting a lot out of that data Uh, so instead what i liked you know, with some of your questions, Brian, is really related to operations management. Mm-hmm. Just think about, you know, what does this do? How's it going to improve my operations? We've talked about that some, uh, but I think really having an operational first, how is this going to enhance it? How is it going to make all my employees more efficient? How can we have some cost savings? How can I have that institutional knowledge? is really important. And then uh, along with that, um, the world of GIS is huge. I'd like mm-hmm. to say it's, it's, it was big data before big data yeah, was a thing. Yeah. Where do you start moving forward with the GIS? It can be intimidating because yeah. people, you look around and we're in a studio right now. And when I look around, I think about all the things that could be in a facility GIS. So I've got the room. I've got the the flooring mm-hmm. I've got furniture I've got lighting fixtures I've got switches doors mm-hmm. all of those potentially could be pulled in uh, as assets into a GIS system mm-hmm. but of those which are the ones that are important where do yeah. I want to Take the time and the effort. Where do I want to get started? Maybe it is a case where you know energy management is something that's mm-hmm. important. I want to start with with the lighting. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe it's a little bit broader, where you know the HVAC system of the building is where I want to get started. So maybe we start with mapping that first, and then as that. Shows its value. People are utilizing it. You'll find kind of a groundswell of people asking for more. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it goes from that's great for our HVAC. It's great for our lighting. But you know, I need to look at some space management, perhaps replacing the flooring, uh, knowing mm-hmm. some square footages, um, knowing what type of floorings in each room. What's the requirements for mm-hmm. each room? Because the flooring in the studio is going to be very different than what's in a bathroom mm-hmm. or a yeah. uh, uh, food service. Services area. So, having all of that data, we can start to build that out over time. Uh, one point I'd like to just emphasize is it doesn't have to be done all at once. Yeah. Right?
0: yeah. I think with any data projects, and I had the same challenge sometimes with, say, uh, pulling in a lot of online data. There's, there's, there's a huge amount, um, it can get overwhelming. So uh, I agree. You have to really start off small and say, well, what are the one or two questions you want to know first? Mm-hmm. And let's, let's work on that. Because during that process, yes, you kind of work through some kinks. You start asking the questions. You start clarifying maybe how you're going to categorize things or what's really important, what's maybe important. But you have to wait till a later date to really tackle But I think coming out of that exercise, you really get, you know, that nice prioritization with what you said, like a couple quick wins that you can show people, like, here's the value in this, even if it's not even a hard savings to begin with, but you've identified where you can have a hard savings down the road.
2: Right. And one of the things that's really helpful now that used to not always be as readily available is what we would call base data. So it's kind of what your operational data would sit on top of. Uh, There was a time when that was, you know, just a blank sheet of paper. Your data would be essentially on a a blank surface and you didn't have that sense of real-world context perhaps to it, whereas now through vendors like Esri, Google, we have great satellite imagery available. We have street maps, uh, topographic maps, other items where when you put the GIS
0: data on there, uh, you really do get that real-world context. Do you enjoy the Operate Intelligently podcast? If so, go to iTunes and give us a review. We'd love to hear from you. So where do you see GIS kind of going in the future? I mean, like you said, there's so much out there. Uh, What are a couple things that you're seeing that are going to come around the corner?
1: Yeah, so I feel like the possibilities are endless for where we're headed with GIS I know right now some of the options of things is to be able to see, say you have utility data, especially pipes and whatnot, you can see those in 3D instead of just a flat surface on a map. Um, So you're really able to locate where these pipes are, know where you need to get your work done, and just having that 3D visualization is great.
2: So uh, I saw some things where some workers were using, I think it's called augmented reality, mm-hmm. uh, out in the field. Yeah. Um, can you tell us a little
0: bit more about that, Anna?
1: Yeah, so basically they can put on the goggles and they'll be able to see the data right there in, in 3D. So Yeah,
0: we, we talked about that on one of the uh, recent episodes with uh, Paul Chance talking about exponential technologies, and he gave similar examples more so if a uh, worker had to go up on like a ladder and work on like say an AC unit Mm -hmm. Uh, but the subject matter expert couldn't do that Uh, he was able to talk through you know have something like Google glasses there and walk them through the process make sure they had everything the right tools and and Mm -hmm. such it's just really neat stuff
2: right and as Anna was saying with those you can actually see that modeled information Mm -hmm. uh, you know right there superimposed with What you're seeing with your real eyes, and uh, so underground features again, those pipes and other things. It's it's like you're literally seeing through the earth, uh, and combining with that, someone back in the office can see that as well. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's really really cool technology. Some other things that we're seeing um, is just uh, historically. That GIS has been maybe confused a little bit with the concept of GPS, which is the Global mm-hmm. Positioning Satellite System we have, um, but the two v- different things, uh, mm-hmm. very complementary, and with that, GIS historically has been more for things that are outdoors, and you know, that's changing. So indoor-based GIS is also becoming uh, very powerful. Uh, New technologies are happening uh, with smart lighting Mm -hmm. uh, and other sensors where when someone is indoors, you can use just like GPS, know where you are. Uh, So that's opening up a whole new world as well as with the 3D modeling Mm -hmm. so that it's not just um, a flat earth view, but we have Mm -hmm. that um, vertical component as well. Mm -hmm. So we know- Like a topographical
0: map. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Uh, Use quite a bit in retail right now yeah. so a lot of people maybe not realize it but your you know, personal cell phone unless you make some certain settings changes yeah. uh, you know people can ping off of that and even yeah. if it, they're not going into your phone they know there's a phone there yeah, yeah. so a retail retailer as soon as you walk in uh, has the ability to know where people are. Yeah. Maybe not that it's you but mm-hmm. that people are there and so they can uh, analyze traffic patterns through the mm-hmm. floor, uh, know where to position, merchandise mm-hmm. um, for highest visibility um, and then start making experiments on how to change that etc. So really bringing that, that GIS indoors and making it more ubiquitous so it's
0: everywhere uh, will be next three to five years. Oh, that's cool. That's some Technology. So we've talked a lot about the technology, but uh, I wanted to ask both of you what your favorite part of GIS is.
1: Yeah, so for me, my favorite part of GIS is. I'm a really visual person. So being able to see all the different components that someone might choose to put into a map, different GIS layers, um, and being able to analyze it and being able to come to conclusions and help people make decisions is one of my favorite aspects of GIS.
2: Cool. Yeah, yeah and for me, it's much similar to Anna, uh, really it's about you know helping people having those solutions and really bringing out additional Insights into how people can make a difference in their organizations um, from seeing things they've never seen before. It's like kind of taking some blinders, lifting a veil, and seeing a whole new world uh, that you
0: didn't know was there. Well, data always tells a great story. Absolutely. So I want to thank both of you for joining me today and uh, giving us some information on GIS data and how to use it. Awesome. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks. If you want to learn more about GIS and how it can impact your organization... Check out our show notes. We'll have links to some more. And until next time, I'm Brian McDonald coming to you from Dude Solutions. Thank you for listening to the Operate Intelligently podcast produced by Dude Solutions. You can reach us by emailing dspodcast at dudesolutions.com or check us out on the web at dudesolutions.com.